In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. 911 emergency. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm your co-host Sarah Levine here with my two other amazing co-hosts, Casey Balsham. Hello guys. And Danny Murphy. Hey everybody. Yes, we're not on Dancing with the Stars with Carol Baskin, but you know, we're overcoming. I just heard that and I hate it. Why? I hate it. (laughs) I hate it because like, why are they... Like, first off, like, I just, I just, it's like, don't give her a platform. Like, she claims that she just runs this thing and she didn't want any of this. And yet it's like, she is just struggling to stay relevant. Like, did you see that whole thing that she said, you know, the girl from SNL that did the um, impression of her? yeah. Chloe Feynman. And then she, like, Carol Baskin was like, I could slap that girl. You guys think that I talk like this? And it's just, yeah, she said said that. She said she would slap her. Chloe posted it. Yeah, she said, she's like, she's like, I could just slap her for that wow. impression. It's not how I talk and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, slapper and then killer like you did your husband, Carol. Uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, I also feel like funny, initially yeah. she was really pissed um, with the portrayal and now she just- She's milking it. She's milking milk it. it. Yeah. And that I milk money, like, milk money, yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. I also feel like- I don't love it. They wouldn't, like even if, I don't know. I just feel like she's not without a sketchiness and like you would never see Jeff Lowe on Dancing with the Stars. Everyone in that uh, documentary was problematic. Who to knows? varying degrees. <laughs> yeah. I also, it's like Dancing with the Stars, like your ratings are good enough that you don't need to like sink to Carol Baskin. Like, well, I don't know. I just hope she's gone. I don't see her being a good dancer and I hope she's, she's gone like she's, immediately. She will be. I mean, come on. She's gonna wear some leopard print outfit. I can't imagine her being a good dancer. Will she dance it in the jungle, like the Tarzan song, maybe? I was just mm. thinking Eye of the Tiger. Well, I was, that's a good one. That's perfect. Like just doing like a cha-cha. Yes. There's going to be some like... gross theme of her in like a yeah. leopard print something dancing. And it's just, it's going to, I mean, I don't watch the show anyway, but I just, I, I just, I, I hate this. I think I want to, I want to protest. Well, I feel like they're probably doing it because the best part about American Idol was the like the auditions that were so bad. And since you can't do auditions that are bad for Dancing with the Stars, they probably pick these random people that are just like going to truly clunk out and just for the LOLs. So for that, maybe Ugh. who knows? Upsetting. Yeah. I'm upset. It's I'll weird. get over I- it, but I'm yeah. pissed. Casey will get over it in like two hours when we all forget the show exists. Cause like the minute we get off the zoom, I'll forget, but I am pissed at this very moment. 
Well, I feel like the minute we start talking about this episode, because Casey did the majority of uh, the prepping for it and is in deep in it. So I feel like once we start talking about it, she will fully forget about Carol Baskin. I, it's so, and I don't want to be disrespectful or anything, but to say like, I love this case, but this case, it's, it's, it's so fascinating because when we get into it, it should be solved and it feels like it's about to be solved. So it's like, it's almost like this anticipation of excitement that it's going to be solved, but also complete frustration. Um, but also just like these girls were just, they had the wherewithal like in this time of, of trouble. It, this, this case just really struck me as like, there's just, there's so many fascinating things about it. I mean, it's, it's incredibly tragic, but I just feel hopeful that something will happen with this one. And we're, of course, we're talking, and you guys had sent it to us and I, and I, it took us a while to do it. And I'm so glad that Sarah brought it up a couple weeks ago. Cause it's the Delphi murders, AKA the Snapchat murders. And it is fucking fascinating. Uh, it's a wild ride guys. It's a wild ride. It's wild. We got so many requests for it. I'm like, what the hell is wrong yeah. with you people? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm but like, we're still we- on Snapchat, but then I figured, and then I realized the importance of it. So yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's, yeah. it's cause it, it it's like also rooted in a bit of like true crime in the crime. Like, so yes. oh, it, it, it blows my mind what, what happened, what they did, where we're at. I, I, all of it is just so striking. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit meta. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we'll, and we'll get into why. Um, basically, so the Delphi murders um, are the murders of two eighth graders, 13-year-old Abby Williams and 14-year-old Liberty a.k.a. Libby German. They were best friends. They played saxophone in the band together, and they also played volleyball, which I think is how they became close. And they were supposed to be on the same softball team. They were very tight. Abby was raised by her mother, who was a single mom, and they were very close. And Libby lived with her grandparents. Both girls, like we said, this is where it gets meta. They had an interest Mm -hmm. in true crime, and Libby actually wanted to work for the FBI, while Abby expressed interest in forensic science. So, oh, just- I know. Yeah. I know. They were also very well-liked, popular, involved in everything in this small town of Delphi, Indiana, which- Yeah. Like I think Kelsey's, Kelsey's, uh, Kelsey, Libby's sister said that like, Libby literally played every sport they offered. They're like- Yeah, she she was like super athletic. They were, and, and yeah, they, they just, yeah, Libby was super, super athletic. And she said that the girls were so close and they were very interesting because they had very opposite personalities where like Libby was kind of like loud and outgoing and Abby was a little more shy, but it like it worked and they were just like, they, like, they complimented each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were just like thick as thieves, those two. Yeah. Yeah. So Delphi was, as we mentioned, a small town. The population is around 28, 2,900. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a super Like safe... I have more Facebook friends than that. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can have see a more large calories town in a day Facebook. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to trim the fat. That's too many Facebook Literally. <laughs> I have to trim my fat and eat less calories than the amount of people in this town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Truly. So it was this kind of like safe town. Everyone knew everyone. You would leave your doors unlocked. Not a whole lot going on. Um, Kelsey, Libby's sister, said she had 96 people in her high school graduating class, which is like, I know weddings bigger than that. And like we said, everyone knows everyone. So 
uh, these murders really just rocked the town. And also this didn't happen that long ago. It happened three years ago. So they're still yeah. feeling the effects. Yeah, this basically what happened just kind of like threw this town upside down. And this is what happened. It was February 13th, uh, 2017. Now I read that it was like a snow day, but that it was also unusually, so that's why school was canceled, but it, that it was also an unusually warm day. And the pictures didn't have snow in the background. Not, so I kind of yeah. don't know if maybe they're calling like a furlough day a snow day or or if they had certain days that they took off. I don't know what happens. Or maybe Delphi, it was like school. supposed to snow and it didn't. Yeah, because it was a I Monday. Also, yeah. So no, I also and, know that no school. Yeah, because I know in my town, whenever you had like layover, like leftover snow days, you would just have them off randomly just because you yeah. get an allotted amount. So it could be something like that. Because I know that was such a thing. They were so excited to have the day off. Yeah. Like I, I, that? Yeah, that's okay, what I, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live in like California. We didn't have seasons, but. <laughs> that's true. So they had the day off school because it was a Monday. It was a nice day and they just really wanted to go out and do something. They had like, um, Abby had stayed at Libby's grandparents' house for the night before. They like did this, they were like working on like art projects the night before. Um, and they wanted to go out and make use of this day off. So there's a place called, uh, I want to say, I, I, it's Monin. Monin or Manin. Monon hybrid. I think everybody it's pronounced Monon someone's hybrid. Gonna, someone's yeah. gonna come at us to correct. Someone's us. gonna come at us. At least we got Delphi right, and that <laughs> yeah, I there we go. Um, <laughs> but Monon hybrid is basically this uh, area. It's like it's like it's a nature space. So it, there's there's hikes. There's a place to fish. It's like basically a big outdoor area. People go there. They take a lot of pictures. It's like kind of in this tiny town, not like a tourist attraction, but like a popular place that people. Hmm go there also happens to be this old like railroad track that like goes across the creek it's like 70 feet up it's not it, it looks terrifying if you look at the pictures of it because it's it like looks this so scary old, yes it's so fucking scary it's like this old rickety bridge that essentially there's no like rails on the side of it and the plats they call them ties the wooden ties are like far apart so you also have to like walk it's like something that they say that you know I think mainly locals kind of walk across. It's not something that if you just have never done it, you just go attempt. Like you kind mm -hmm. of have to know. But this area is not a place that wasn't like well known. You know, like but this it, was a this yes. But I did read that it's not. It's not really a tourist attraction. Like no one would come from out of town to go there. No. Which and is going to play into the suspects at the end. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to note that. I, I feel like it's kind of like town folklore type situation of people being, yeah. everyone in the town's like, oh, that bridge. Yeah, but exactly. It's not like people's, no one's flying in from like Kansas to come see this. No, right. but people like in Indiana. The town to go there or whatever. No, but like people in these nearby areas of Indiana, because they said it was like a beautiful place to take pictures. And if you look at the screen, and they said it was like for anybody that likes outdoor activities like hiking and fishing. Yeah, not from like, you know, not from like New York, but in around this small town, it was good for outdoor activities um, as much as you would do in, in a tiny town in Indiana. So yeah, not like tourists per se, but like would outdoorsy for people that like that kind of, for, for people that like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever high fishing gets you, go for it. 
Um, so, okay, so big giant rickety railway bridge, whatever. So they essentially, you know what's so crazy? This, or a lot of it reminded me of the Brian Schaefer case where there was like everybody kind of had a bad feeling about them, like Brian Schaefer going out, but where in this one, they had initially asked her grandma if they could go and the grandma initially said no. And then they asked Kelsey and then she said, yes, as long as you get your own rides there. And then they asked Kelsey, her sister, if they could drive them and she initially said no but then she's like all right i'll take you but i can't give you a ride home because i have to go to work so they set up a ride with libby's dad to get picked up at a certain time but <clears throat> so sorry um kelsey dropped them off at about 1 35 p.m um at 207 libby posts a snapchat of of abby walking across the bridge and this is something that you can google you can see um the girls loved taking pictures. Like I said, they were they were really good friends. They were also like into like artsy stuff and, and Snapchat and they loved taking pictures and stuff. And that's kind of why Kelsey took them over there because I think they yeah. were like, we want to go play and we want to go take some pictures. So shortly after 2.07, they noticed that a man was walking behind them. This is so chilling to me. Um, <sighs> and it was strange because at the end of the bridge, like where they were walking, it was kind of like a dead end into like a wooded area that then went into like private properties. So this is not an area that anybody would go like, like they would have had to turn around and pass him. Like there was really nowhere else to go. So there was no reason for this guy to be kind of like following so closely behind them. No. And it struck them as strange enough and being true crime fans that they started secretly filming this guy. Smart. Just, it, it, it's, it's so smart and it's so crazy to me that, yeah, I remember these girls are in eighth grade, like, and they had the wherewithal to like keep the phone hidden and film this guy. Which is also kind of crazy because it's like, why do you know that shit in eighth grade? But also, yeah. I know. You know I was watching Law and Order with my parents when I was like 10. Well, also yeah. it's like the harsh reality that now more stories are coming out. These girls probably had that in the back of their mind. They're like, oh God, this is something that would happen. And I, yeah. I just can't imagine what they must have been feeling when they're like, oh God, something, we need to start it's, filming this. Like it something- It struck they, them as dangerous enough. Yeah, that they were like, if something happens, exactly, we have to start filming. So Libby's dad was supposed to pick them up at about 3.30. So he calls them, he texts them. It's all unanswered. Nobody's answering. So again, like small town, well, like, you know, well-known girls and all this stuff. It's, it's out of character for them not to answer um, the texts or the calls. So he ends up calling his mom who, you know, Libby lives with. And then the grandma calls Kelsey and says like, have you talked to the girls? And Kelsey says she immediately got a sinking feeling called into work and was like, I have to help find my sister. So that, you know, all this happened between 3.30 and 5.30 because by 5.30, the authorities were called and this huge search party forms. And again, it's like the whole town. And I think they even said people from like neighboring towns ended up coming out to help because it just was really out of character and just not something they thought like the girls were familiar enough with the area, but still, I think that there was a chance that people thought that they maybe got lost because it is a woody woodsy area and there's trails and hikes and all this stuff. So um, they search until about midnight. And at that time, the authorities said that they don't think that there was reason 
for foul play. Like, so they're not suspecting anything. They're like, these are two girls that got a little lost and we're going to, we're, we're going to find them in the morning. So the next morning, February 14th, Valentine's day at 7am, they continue the search. They get drones, they get dogs, they get divers, they get cell phone tracking, but it is believed that their cell phones were turned off because even as the dad was calling, um, it was going straight to voicemail at a certain point. Hmm. So, uh, Kelsey goes, Kelsey actually kind of like leads them to areas that she knew that the girls were familiar with, that she knew that Libby was familiar with. And she was actually, there was only like one kind of search party team that went across the bridge and Kelsey was part of that thing. And so they looked down and because she had dropped the girls off, she knew what they were wearing and all this stuff. So she said that somebody, um, showed, found a shoe at first and showed her the shoe and she was like that belongs like she was able to identify the shoe belonging to one of the girls um and shortly after the girls were found brutally murdered down the hill in the wooded area on the edge of a private property it was about a half mile east of the bridge 50 feet from the creek now the crime scene has been described as odd with lots of physical evidence but not what you would expect um and apparently the murderer left three signatures at the crime scene, but the authorities have never released what these are and they've never released the autopsy results because they, they're like reasoning. Even the manner of, of like, death has not been yeah, released. No and, but they've said no, but they've said that there was something weird about it. Like there was some kind of, like it wasn't normal, but they believe that like only the killer knows the details and i i think that they're like trying to i don't know trick somebody into revealing something that only the authorities know at this point because they won't release any of these details and i I also feel to go for it danny oh i was gonna say and i also feel too it's good it's a good attempt on them i think to reduce the possibility of any copycat killers that could start because then if they're like oh these are what this is I feel like it could unfortunately motivate people to kind of start doing that, to throw them off their trail, which makes me, which is why I kind of feel you that this has more of a potential to be solved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I get the impression that what they're trying to do is kind of re-interview people. They think that the pool is pretty small and they're just hoping to like, kind of like you said, just trip someone up and get someone to like expose themselves unknowingly. So yeah, that's why they're uh, withholding a lot of details and there's, a lot of they're sitting on a lot didn't come out until mm-hmm. like later, like the the um the voice recording and, and those kinds of things. Yeah. Um if you go on Reddit, there's a lot of theories. Um according to like Reddit, like people think that the signatures could be anything from feces, which people say that like actually someone said that Susan Atkins from our uh, you know from the Manson case pooped at one of the scenes. Somebody Ew. said that it was either like the Golden State Killer or maybe Ted Bunny, one of the big serial killers. And I'm so sorry, I forget because I was just browsing Reddit because I, again, I don't understand Reddit, um, but <laughs> I'm not sure what happens there. But somebody was saying that there was like two other serial killers who used to like poop at the scene. So people said it could be anywhere from that. They also, uh, anywhere from feces to like a Bible. Cause then they also give examples of other killers that like left like Bible like passages and, and, and weird kind of religious things around a scene. So we yeah. don't know what it is, but we know that the something this crime scene was not regular, but we don't know. I mean, it exactly. could be anything under the sun. Anything, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but what we what they have started to know is that so on 
uh, February 15th for the now double homicide investigation, mm -hmm. the authorities did uh, end up releasing a still shot of the footage that Libby took, like initially wanted to talk to this man as a witness, just kind of being like, hi, you were there. That was kind of their way to like get him in being like, hey, you were in the back of this photo. Talk to us, let us know what you have. Mm -hmm. They also ended up releasing the first sketch of who they believe the suspect to be uh, and that with the details of it being an older man between 40s and 50s with facial hair and like a shaggy reddish brown hair under a hat coming in at about 220 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, by February 19th, so just a few days later, they did end up announcing that this person, still they don't know who this person was, was believed to be the murderer of the girls. Uh, and this kind of comes in with the uh, second piece of information that they released from Libby's phone. Uh, so on February 22nd, they released a recording from her phone of the man saying, down the hill. And it's <gasps> His just yeah. down the, it's very, very chilling. So it kind of sh gives the idea that they, he was leading them to go down the hill where they ultimately were found. In March, uh, they question Ron Logan, whose property the girls were found on, like right on the border, but he was cleared pretty quickly just because it was like right at the edge. Like it just so happens that his property bordered yeah. that area. Ron uh, Logan they, too actually had been like arrested a bunch on like, I think like drunk driving and like bad uh, license stuff. So like Ron Logan, it, it was really funny that like, you know, he kind of was like, he was cleared of this, but he's definitely like also kind of like a, uh, an interesting guy that they're like, oh yeah, he's been arrested a bunch. Like he didn't have a license. He drives drunk all the time, like all this shit, but, but he didn't do this. So it was, it was interesting yeah. that he had kind of like a history with the authorities. As they would say in Chicago, not guilty. Uh, so in, uh, they, <laughs> uh, yes. they, they ended up questioning Kelsey relentlessly, mm -hmm. which I know in a interview she gave that uh, Casey sent us, it was on a, a girl's YouTube. She was she kind was of like, sad. why were they? She was yeah. so, a heartbreaking interview to watch, but she was so confused and understood that what the detectives were doing, but also like, why am I getting questioned so much? Yeah. But it was because she was the last person to see them alive. Uh, besides the person who <clears throat> killed them. Uh, yeah. the, so just kind of like getting more details from her, taking her DNA, just trying to start tying up any ends. Yeah, the police then DNA like three times or something. Three times, yeah. yeah. Uh, the police ended up receiving so many tips, over 40,000, that they mm -hmm. kind of had to tell people to chill out because of course, as we know, it ultimately ends up hindering the investigation. Just having people being like, I know someone who weighs over 200 pounds and they're like, cool, that really doesn't help us at all. So it, yeah. it kind of, was, it's good. And honestly, I'm kind of, this is one of the first cases we've done in a minute where it's like, I'm like, oh my God, they're not just jumping on a random lead. Okay, they're actually doing some things here. They're doing yeah. some things. And I, yeah, I think I, that they ended up putting out this thing that said like, these are the helpful tips. These, mm -hmm. these, these are like, if you're going to give us a tip, make sure you've got some of these things, which were like, make sure that you have a, a physical description. If it's a car that you have the make and model. Like they basically give like a, a list of detail detailed things of like this is what make a good tip like were so they there if, were they yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's just like you walk by a guy in a grocery store and he smelled funny like don't call <laughs> us <laughs> it's not your cousin you hate that lives in pennsylvania who's never been here yeah unfortunately it's not you your ex-husband yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right but what they did end up getting was a few suspects so in september mm -hmm. a man named daniel nation nathan's uh was arrested in colorado nations? I think it's nations. Yeah. Spelled like nations. All right. Yeah, I think you said nations. Think, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
It's nations. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a registered sex offender, so I'm sorry <laughs> I said his name wrong, Sarah. <laughs> sorry, I'll respect him for you. I just Sarah. don't need to get a DM about it. Well, I mean, I don't think he has a phone, so. Uh, but in September, this man, Daniel Nations, was arrested in Colorado. He was, as we said, a registered sex offender who also allegedly threatened people in a park with a hatchet. Like, literally mm-hmm. just rolled up, hatchet in hand, doing that. Um, yeah. They saw similarities between the crimes, and also he looked a lot like the sketch. And, I like, there were yeah. some photos that popped up yeah even yeah, though he, he had like a bunch of weird shit like like he like also like exposed himself like there was a bunch of weird yeah. shit that he had done why they he was found a very like similar guy and also it's a way that you Dude. can connect it's like uh registered sex offender children park hatchets a lot of a lot of the things can be tied together yeah but now he is uh no longer believed to be a suspect uh even though in, and then in january 2019 charles Eldr- elridge is arrested for trying to solicit a minor yeah, it was like uh, an undercover he, cop. And he was yeah. like, oh, well, well yeah, I, I hang out with 13-year-olds. And they were like, gross. Yeah. Oh, man, that was the that best. That was time exactly to catch what a... happened in the investigation, <laughs> word for word. <laughs> oh, no, we played the audio clip. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot gross. that show to catch a predator. Wow. I'm going to watch some of those later, I feel like. Um, Weird so choice, all... but okay. There was Because so, it was always just them being like, Wait, your parents aren't your parents aren't here, right? They're like, there's 78 cops, and they're like, what? And I'm like, and they'd be like, I was I was just kidding. Uh. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring her fudge. Like, what, sir? No, you're yeah. in jail now. No, no, you're yes. going to jail. Kind of crazy yeah. that they filmed that. Yeah, kind of, kind of wild crazy that most things are about it. And that it was yeah. on for so long. Like people were still like, I, I mean, like I guess it was good that they caught all those predators. QAnon would be very happy. But <laughs> but like why like, it's kind of weird that they were like we're gonna make a TV show out of it. Yeah, and well, not I guess just to like, have yeah. it be like a sting operation. Well, I guess it's yeah. like maybe to like try and get people a because people would watch it and also b maybe to be like stop answering, stop having chat roulette chats. They're mainly cops. Oh my god, like, chat roulette. Yeah, gross. Um, gross. So anyway, so in 2019, uh, Charles Elridge. Yeah, so he was arrested for trying to solicit a minor. Uh, he was a sex offender and general pervert who posted about, you know, murders and kidnapping and missing people on his Facebook, chill, and looks exactly like the sketch. He uh, also posted about, like, when these when the girls were found, like, he posted about that a few times uh, on his Facebook as well. So but he looks like of, the sketch hardcore. Yeah, I need to know, like, how these people were cleared. Um, I know lack of evidence, but... Well, yeah, that's how he was cleared for lack of evidence. That doesn't mean that they didn't. Um, So then some people, this is like an internet theory, saw some similarities between the crime committed in uh, with these girls to a crime committed in St. Louis by Thomas Bruce. Both happened during the day and both involved killings. Although in St. Louis, they were women and here it was kids. So, I mean, like, that's kind a of, pretty low bar. It happened sort of during like, the day and involved no, killings. But Sarah, well, it happened I, on Earth. <laughs> and also, yeah. Um, I guess just because we don't know these like intricate details. So if those matched yeah. up, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, obviously, but this is so fake. It was yeah. just like, it was just, I think people like were just shocked at the gutsiness of killing of gruesomely killing during the day in a small town. So I think that's where it comes in. Like where so many of these like people that talk about it are just like, it was just 
bold and brazen to do it in the middle of the day. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think at that point too, they were like searching. And again, all these guys, like if you put them next to the sketches, you could, you can, you can find similarities. Yeah. I feel um, like the thing with that sketch is like these, anytime they release those sketches, I'm always like, that could literally be anyone. And I feel like I could walk past this person on the street and like, not really. No, well, most the sketch, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Most sketches end up looking like, do you remember when that woman painted over Jesus? Yes. In Italy? Like, they end up looking like <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. And they're just like, just like, here's this person. A circle for a mouth. And you're like, sure, that could be Danny. I have no idea. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be Danny. It could be like Charlie Theron. Like, that's how broad these sketches are. <laughs> Even though we do have similar features. Okay. But regardless, he ended up getting arrested and charged with 17 felony counts, but nothing involving the Dell the Del 5 case. Uh, Paul Eder was thought to be a suspect as he abducted and raped a woman in central Indiana, but could not be questioned because he ultimately ended up killing himself during a face-off with police after a stolen car chase. He also did fit the profile for the first sketch as well. So, but we obviously can't have any more information on him. Well, uh, suspects, yeah. I'm not, not mad that these people were taken off the streets in some respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all were gross. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether or not they were actually involved in Delphi, like, whatever, but they all did gross shit. Right. Weird. Uh, and we keep saying, I don't know if you guys heard us, we kept saying the first sketch because there ended up being a bit of sketchiness with the sketch, and on April 22nd of 2019, which will have been about two years after the murder, we kind of flipped this thing on its head again. On that date, Superintendent Doug Carter, who's the Indiana State Police, he was kind of like, he kind of took the lead. And I listened to a few episodes of this podcast called Down the Hill, which was an HLN podcast that kind of like really detailed this thing and they talked to this guy a lot and they still talked to him. And this guy is like so pained when he talks about it. Like he still cries. Like it, it's just like this guy was very, very connected and the lead, uh, I think he was the lead or at least the spokesperson of this case. So he ends up holding this press conference um, announcing that they are taking the case in a new direction. And a lot of people kind of think that this press conference was a way to directly talk to the killer. Oh, it was. He he literally was yeah. like, "You did this," and he was he was directly talking to him, like yeah. towards so the middle it, of it. It was chilling. It was very much like the room. Like they talked to some reporters that were in the room at, that people were just like, their hairs were on edge. They were chill. Like it was yeah. a very scary possibility. So this is what happened. Basically, they release a bunch of new information because at this point they've got a still shot of this man in jeans in like what could have been like a hoodie and a blue jacket. And they have this recording that says down the hill, down the hill. Um, and this composite sketch of a man in a hat. That's what they have. So they release that they have uh, that they're also looking for information on an abandoned car that was fair, found kind of near the Monon High Bridge um, in this like empty lot near like this empty building. But basically there was a car there abandoned on February 14th, the day that they found the girls from noon to five. They don't release the make, the model, the color of the car. They're just like, hey, there was an abandoned car. Do you know anything about the driver, anything about it? Like, 
let us know. I've got to ask how that's helpful though. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like, did yeah. you see a car? And it's like, well, I don't know what type. But, yeah. I'm, I'm know, also I'm still sure bad at car types. Methods, but. Yeah. But it was the first time that they had said that there might've been something else, you know, like yeah, for sure. who knows, like associated with this. Then they release a new composite sketch of a man that is much younger looking and he's got curly hair and he's believed to be between the ages of 18 and 40, which is a pretty fucking big range. Um, but they do <laughs> say that I, I know, but they do say that he could pass for much younger than his age. And if you look at this sketch, it's, it is different. Like people are like, it could be the younger version of this one, but it, it's a different fucking person. No shade to her. It looks like a before and after Chloe Kardashian editing. Oh my <laughs> like God. that's the difference of No, what shade? That's true. I do shade, think shade. that is some shade. <laughs> <laughs> I also just dragged her to filth, so I of course shaded her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no shade. <laughs> I know. No like, shade, if you start but, if you um, start something with no shade, you're about to be shady. Yeah. No, I love her, yes. but yeah. No shade, but stop giving yourself a new face every week. Yeah. But no shade. <laughs> But no shade, but you're different. My um, last. Like a sister, Adidas, <laughs> they I dream about sex. Um, do you guys remember that on yearbooks? Adidas, people oh, write yeah. that? We oh, did hags. hags. What? Oh, what hags. hags. What was, was hags? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did WAP. We adore pencils. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Janet. And on that note, that concludes part one of the Delphi Murders episode. Stay tuned for more for part two, where we will wrap this up, talk about theories, and try to get to the bottom of this. Betches.